two dudes locked in a room with no plan to escape. This is the Max Level Podcast. Welcome home. For the uninitiated, Max Level is a weekly breakfast powwow brought to you by RPGera.com. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this morning, he is the host of the Media Files. Every single Friday, it is Kyle. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Kyle. It feels nice to be back. It's been two weeks since Thunderdome. Right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We skipped last week again because uh, you were out rolling around in the woods, I think. Weren't you? Yeah, I was. Weren't you doing it, something it, last weekend? Yeah, I was camping. And uh, it was beautiful because it's been like 110 degrees here. So it was like 75 up there. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, were you, at, were you just at Mount Charleston? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Dope. I used to go there. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful up there, man. Beautiful. Yeah. I like it up there. Uh, special shout out to Occam's Laser for a majority of the music you hear today during the show. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed. Please take a moment to do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. It really does help out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, listen to the dogs bark, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, <laughs> continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. All right. Well, like I said, we skipped last week as well. You were camping. Seven I didn't have a chance to actually record an episode at a different time last week, so... Whenever that happens, I'm just going to skip the week. It hasn't been that busy in terms of news anyway as of right now. So That's true. Just release dates, right? There's just a fucking ton of release dates getting yep. thrown our way. <laughs> Which we'll get to all those later on in the show. But before we do, we need to do a little what's new with you. And Kyle, to, to, to kick things off this week, uh, you know, Game Pass had some new additions over the last few days. And I, I downloaded all of four them. Game Pass games yesterday. Well, no. I downloaded uh, two, but I think I already. What did you download? I downloaded my friend Peppa Pig. Okay, for your kids. Uh huh. And then the you. new Paw Patrol one for my kids. Okay, yeah, yeah. I heard the Peppa Pig has an easy a thousand uh, achievement points. So. Oh well, there you go, Sev, Viz, and uh, <laughs> and then I also downloaded Power Wash Simulator and Escape Academy. Okay, so I also downloaded Power Wash Simulator and Escape Academy. Um, Power Wash Simulator is kind of fun. I played that for about an hour or two yesterday, uh, but there's not much to talk about with Power Wash Simulator because it's literally power washing. I mean, that's all it is. So, uh, But there is a story mode, which is kind of cool. However, I want to talk about my number 48 game today. <laughs> From Thunderdome two weeks ago. Unbelievable. Which is Escape Academy. Thunderdome. I told Thund- you I was still going to play it. was an inside it. job. It wasn't an inside job. I'm not, I, I, and I'm still not super excited about Escape Academy, but it just released and I did play it, so I want to talk about it. I know you haven't had a chance to play it yet. Escape Academy is decent, okay? okay. It's decent. I think you're going to like it a lot more than I do. I okay. will say that. I will say that. Um, because you did tell me that you love escape rooms. So that's all this is. I am getting some enjoyment out of this because escape rooms are basically solving puzzles, right? Right. And I do like solving puzzles. I just don't like 
the world, I guess. I don't like going out into the world. <laughs> so that's probably why I don't really like escape rooms that much. Well, and this is this is what I like about video game escape rooms is that they're not real escape rooms, right? I mean, Zelda dungeons are essentially escape more rooms. More or less, yeah, more or less. Right. And and then there's there's entire video games that are essentially digital escape rooms. Like what was Call of the Seed? Remember that game? That's I that's do. just that's just an escape room. I do remember that game. I'd actually never finished that game. Oh, that was a fun one. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I do remember that game. Um, but Escape Academy starts out like you have an introduction stage, which kind of I did enjoy the opening moments of the game because I from what I know, escape rooms generally present you with like disclosures when you start them. Right. Right. Like, right. There's some sort of paperwork that you have to sign, whatever. So Escape Academy is no different. It actually presents you with a disclosure that you need to sign, and it's just the controls of the game. It's like I will, oh, I will cool. abide, I will abide by moving around with the with the left stick. You know, I will do this with the with the A button. You know, it's kind of it's kind of humorous. Like right. I like it. It was it was kind of funny. But the introduction stage is basically just you trying to figure out how to get out of this room, this escape room, which is supposedly a normal escape room. And then you find out that, you know, there's a little bit more going on. You escape the room and the person that locked you in the room, right? The the person running the escape room is nowhere to be found. So you have to try to find her. And you go through a couple of various other rooms of this building and you eventually get down to the basement and find her and you find out that she's like the headmaster of this escape academy, right? This school for escape rooms, okay. basically. And if you get that far, it's kind of like, do you remember the stories where there were like codes and shit that you had to crack online? And if you were able to solve them and get super far, like it was basically like a CIA recruitment tool. Okay, kind of. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, it's like that. Right. So if you get that far in this building, the headmaster wants to recruit you to the Escape Academy because she's the headmaster. And she's like, you know, people from this academy go on to be thieves and spies and presidents and like you know what i mean like major players in the world so the entire game takes place at this school for escape and um the various levels or stages that you are trying to escape from because they're not really escape rooms right like Right. They kind of are, and they have some escape room elements to them. They are rooms, but they're multiple rooms, and some of them are even outdoors, and it's the various grounds of this school, and each room is run by, like, a different teacher that's teaching you something about escape. Okay. So that aspect of the game, I really enjoy, actually. I wasn't expecting it to have, like, a full-fledged, interconnected story underneath it as to why you're escaping from all of these various rooms and why you are doing what you're doing. So I actually thought that was kind of neat and kind of interesting. Um, I have struggled a little bit with some of the puzzles so far, which is good, I think, because that means it's challenging. There's no difficulty. I mean, it's just a puzzle game, so there's no difficulty settings or anything like that. I have done, outside of the introduction... I've done two, I guess, levels, if we want to call them levels, so far. 
So the first one was inside of the headmaster's actual, like, offices, I guess, or, like, her, her suite or whatever. And then the next one was in this, like, garden area where you had to ultimately get to this name of people that have been to the academy and, and tag it with spray paint, basically. It's like the gardens or something, which had like four rooms that I had to go through to get there. And as you progress, so now I'm I have the ability now where I'm at to choose between two different areas, I guess, to go to next. So it's not necessarily a linear progression system. So I can now choose two different areas or escape rooms to do. But I stopped at that point, like I was getting tired last night, so I stopped there. But um, as you progress further into the game, it's like the fog of war in in Warcraft, like more of the school grounds get uncovered by fog and it shows you where you can go next. Okay. Um, I don't know how long this game is. I will say that because the grounds look kind of big, but once the clouds roll away and you see more of the area, it is a pretty big like area that gets uncovered. So I'm assuming there might be like... 10 different rooms to escape from I will probably finish this game I probably will finish this game because I have been having some fun with the puzzles I've been having fun with the puzzles it's sitting at an 80 on open critic which I think is really good for this this. that's not bad that's not bad so I would imagine a game like this probably takes somewhere in the in the five-ish hour range I would say so now each room does have a timer okay so I mean escape rooms have timers right right like you have to finish them in a certain amount of time absolutely so the introduction stage was 10 minutes like I said it was very very easy to get through the headmaster's office was 15 minutes and the garden was 30 minutes. Now, I did fail the garden the first time, but I did pass it my second time. So, okay. so far, I got through the introduction and the headmaster's room on my first try. In the garden, I did not. Lindsay and I are, are big escape room fans. We've done a lot of You should play rooms. this with her. Oh, I will. Absolutely. It is co-op. Now, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's local co-op, but it does have online co-op. Which is kind of cool. Wait, it doesn't... Really? It doesn't have... Yeah, no local co-op. Well, that's irritating. But it does have online co-op. Oh, no, wait. It says it has split-screen co-op, so I guess it does. That's what we need, yeah. Split-screen. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, so you guys could actually play it together. And I think we've done a lot of the escape rooms in town, and usually that's something that we do whenever we travel. Also, we find some kind of unique escape rooms wherever we're going to be, and we go and do those just for fun. And like whoever we're with, we we take them with us. And uh, Robin, who has been on the media files a couple times, friend of the show, yeah, she's Uh gone. She when she came and visited Vegas, we went and did some escape rooms with her and her boyfriend, and just had a freaking blast. So this is something that absolutely. Of course, it was pretty high on my Thunderdome list, and it's absolutely something I'll Yeah, you had it at number eight, because I had it at yes. 48, I remember. <laughs> Correct. Correct. No, I've been excited about it, and uh, I do have it downloaded, but since I was out of town most of this week, I haven't gotten a chance to jump into it yet. You guys will have fun with it. That much I can promise. Like, oh, for the sure. Puzzles are, the puzzles are fun, and that's what I'm enjoying most about it is the puzzles. So... Um, you know, like I said, I will get through this. I, I imagine that you're probably right in that, you know, if you can get through every room, no issues the first attempt, it probably would last about five hours. But if you do struggle a little bit and, you know, fail a room or two or three or four as throughout the experience, you might get a few more hours out of it, which isn't bad. 
Absolutely. And it's on Game Pass. And it's on Game Pass, so it's free. That's the only reason I'm playing it. I wouldn't have bought this. I will say that. I would not have bought bought the game. I will say that. So I'm only playing it because it is on Game Pass. And see, I probably would have bought it had it not been on Game Pass. This is a game I probably would have picked up. It's only 20 it's only bucks. bucks. I was going to say, it's 20 bucks on Steam, so that's not bad. It's not bad. It has DLC. What's the DLC? Probably a season pass of new rooms or it something. Is, it is a season pass. You yeah. are right. It is a season pass with, with upcoming... Uh, it says, continue your escapist journey with the season pass. This paid DLC includes two major expansions to the game. Escape from Anti-Escape Island, available this fall, and Escape from the Past, <laughs> available in the spring of next year. Um, Very nice, man. Each each DLC each DL, each DLC is going to have five new rooms. So I'm oh, assuming wow. the game has ten total. So by the end of the season pass, there'll be 20 rooms total. That's That's really impressive. I mean, they're doubling the size of the game, presumably, so. Presumably, yeah. I like that. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, check it out if you have Game Pass, Escape Academy. But, Kyle, you have been talking to me about a game that you have absolutely fallen in love with that you picked up over the more recent sales, right? I did, and over the Steam Summer Sales, yeah. That is Neon White. Yeah, man. It, and this was a game that I don't think originally was on my my kind of scope of games that I was excited for or going to play this year. But then once it came out, it just started racking up really good reviews. Lots of people posting videos about it saying this is one of the best games I've played all year. And I'm thinking there's no way there's no way this game is like that fun. Right. But anyways, I picked it up. It was like 20 bucks on on Steam over the summer sales. And they're right. I mean, I've been having an absolute <laughs> blast with this game. It it still probably doesn't crack my top three for the year, but I'd definitely put it at number four at the very least. And it's just a really, really fun game. I like games that require a lot of very precise inputs and platforming jumps and attacks. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of nailing like frame perfect combos like that i think it's a lot of fun and that's what this game is this game is a speed running game the faster that you can get through a level the better uh a lot of these levels end up being somewhere in the 10 second range i mean that's why are... i've always said like when this before this game came out i kept saying it really looks like an anime mirror's edge to me that's honestly that's what it is and and let's let's call it what it is. That's what it is. And you pick up guns and the guns can shoot, but they also have abilities that if you discard the gun, it makes you do something right. So you can jump high or you can dash or you can rocket yourself in in a direction, something like that. And the levels, there's a ton of levels, by the way, there are I want to say there's 11 missions and each mission has like 10 to 12 levels in it. Okay. So there's, a, there's, a, I mean, there's a ton of levels and then there's a lot of side quests as well. And these side quests are basically just other levels that have like different rules to them. Like you can't shoot a weapon or you can't discard a weapon or you're not allowed to touch the ground or something like that. You know, there are, there are specific rules to some of these side quests that you have to follow. But Do rate, you have to pass all of the rules to actually get through the level or can you fail? Like if you if you touch the ground, does it stop the level? It stops. Or do the you level. just not? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, something like that. Or or it just won't let you. Okay. Right. So like it says, you can't fire a gun this level, and like your fire gun is disabled for the level. So each level, like I said, some of the levels are actually kind of long. Some of them do take maybe a minute, maybe two minutes, which is a a long level when you're trying to get through it as fast as possible, right? But I have gone through, and I, I told you, I said I would have been done with this game by now. I would have been done with it a long time ago. 
Except I'm having so much fun in each level that I am continually going back to each level and playing it again because there are there are time benchmarks, right? And so if you beat it, you know, maybe under 40 seconds, then you get a silver medal. And if you beat it under 35 seconds, a gold medal and under 25 seconds, you get the ace medal, the platinum medal. And I have gone back and I've every level I've played so far, I've played until I've gotten the platinum medal, the ace medal. And there is also a hidden gift in each level. And those gifts are how what you give to the different characters back at the home base. The story is almost nonsensical. It's almost not even worth mentioning. You are a, you are <laughs> as an assassin who died and now you're in heaven and you're trying to earn your way into heaven by killing demons who sneak into heaven. It's super, <laughs> it's super stupid, uh, but it's kind of funny. I've been. I think I've sent you like a couple of screenshots of the dialogue of this game that are just you have. goofy. Um, but it's also kind of funny and like I'm kind of growing attached to the characters a little bit because they're dumb. However, it's it's a lot of fun and I've been I've been collecting all of those gifts because you turn those gifts into different characters and those characters give you side quests for doing that. So that's why I've been really focusing on picking up Is the gifts. Is there a relationship aspect because of that or no? I think so. Okay. But I can't say for sure. I, I haven't gotten that far yet. I have, like I said, I'm on, out of 11 missions, I think I'm on mission six. And I have aced every level and gotten every gift so far. So there's, it it does encourage you to replay levels, get better times, find the gifts, the hidden gifts in the level. Uh, and the gifts are usually kind of hard to get, so you got to, you got to play the level a little differently in order to get the gift, and that's always fun. But there's no time limit on getting the gift, so you have all the time in the world kind of to, to workshop that. Right. But, man, it's just, it makes you feel really, really good when you get through these levels. And if you're having trouble getting through a level at a certain time, usually getting the gold medal just requires you to get through the level quickly. So you you know all the mechanics of the level, you know where everything in the level is, you've played it a couple times, and you can you can hit all of the jumps really, really well, boom, you hit the end gold medal. To get the ace medal, there's usually a shortcut somewhere in the level, and it's not always apparent where that shortcut is, sometimes it is. But it's sometimes it's really kind of hidden, like it's it's launching yourself over a building to another part of the level or something like that that you never would have thought of before. And once you get the gold medal, it will open up a hint in the level to show you where a shortcut is to help you get the platinum. So you're not like racking your brain thinking like, okay, I just did this in 35 seconds and the ace is 20 seconds. How is that possible? Right. And you could rack your brain forever trying to do that. The hint actually shows you where a shortcut is to help you get that platinum trophy. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So it's actually really, really helpful. It, it doesn't make it frustrating to the point of wanting to give up and not knowing what to do in order to get these trophies. There's always a way to figure it out. And that's always been super helpful for me. I've I've really, really been enjoying this game. Yeah. It's something that I still want to pick up and I and I absolutely will because I was super excited about it before it released. And I still am. Like it's still something that I want to play this year. Um probably soon. I'll probably pick it up soon. You I know think. there are there are at the at the game awards and at, at different companies kind of end of the year discussions about best game of the year, there's always one or two weird little indie games that get thrown into the discussion. 
And for most of us last year, it was Inscription. That was the game that kind right. of, oops, where did this right. come from? You know, and this is going to get tossed in. Um, the year that Celeste came out, it was that game. Another one last year, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. That, that Ooh, one such a good game. Yeah, that one kind of crept into a lot of discussions as well by the end of the year. I think that this year... This game is going to demand a lot of kind of discussion by the end of the year. And, and and I don't think it's the best game of the year. I don't think it's the best game I've played so far, but I do think it's a very interesting and unique game. And I think it's very accessible. It's very fun, very stylish and works really, really well. And I think there's going to be a couple people at the end of the year talking about this game as one of the, one of their favorite games of the year. I think it's sitting at like an 88 or 89 on Open Critic, which, which is, is fantastic. That's amazing, right? I I want to say that Horizon Forbidden West is sitting at an 87 or 88, right? So yeah, yeah. So most games really don't hit that high on Open Critic, and you know once they once games starting get start getting into that 86 range. You've got a really, really great game on your hands, and this game fits into that well for me. Like I said, I think people start talking about it by the end of the year, unless we have a, you know, unless Baron Breakfast blows us out of the water, right? This might be that indie game that everybody talks about. Even though Baron Breakfast was just delayed on the Nintendo Switch because apparently they couldn't get the controller working correctly, well, which they got sucks. the controller working. They said it didn't feel good. They weren't happy with how the controls get. And you know what? I'm upset, but I respect the decision to delay it if they don't feel like the controller support is working good enough. And I'm going to wait. I'm, I want to play this on the Switch, so I will pick I it too. up on the Switch when too. it comes out. I'll wait for the Switch version as well, I think. Um, it, it is something I'd prefer to play on the Switch as opposed to the PC. What I wish I was playing on PC is the, the freaking Dragonflight Alpha, because that looks fun. You people are really enjoying Dragonflight right now, man. I know. They're going back to group loot instead of personal loot and raids. I know. Everything looks really good, man. Everything looks real good. It's personal loot for mobs and dungeons, but not for raids. They're going back to the, group loot the for evoker, that. The Evoker class looks really fun. It's a cool class, man. It looks really fun. Everybody says the dragon riding is a is a blast. Yeah. I'm ex I'm 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 cautiously excited for this game. <laughs> That's what I yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. It seems I, I really hope I can get access to the alpha because I would like to try it out. But yeah, that is uh that is what's new with you this week. So let's go ahead and jump to the Sean Wallman lightning round. One, two, three, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have five things. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, five things to go over here for the Sean Waltman lightning round. This is, I want to say, a mixture of things that were announced last week and this past week since we skipped another week here for the show. Uh, nothing super big or major that actually happened over the past two weeks. So we don't have a ton to talk about. Uh, we struggled finding what we were going to talk about for the main discussion, but I think we have a fun one planned for later on. So we'll put 10 minutes on the clock. Lightning Round begins right now. Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced PlayStation Stars, a new loyalty program that will be free to join when it officially starts later this year. PlayStation Stars members will be able to earn rewards by completing a variety of campaigns and activities. Members will also be able to earn loyalty points, which can be redeemed in a catalog that may include PlayStation Network wallet funds and select PlayStation Store products. 
PlayStation stars will also offer digital collectibles, quote-unquote, which are digital representations of things that PlayStation fans enjoy, such as figurines of characters from games or other forms of entertainment, as well as devices that tap into Sony's history. Speaking to the Washington Post, Sony Interactive Entertainment Network Advertising Vice President Grace Chen said that these digital collectibles are not NFTs, though they do sound like NFTs. <laughs> I just, I don't know what this is. I don't know who gets excited by stuff like this. I understand that this, this kind of started in the Xbox 360 era with like collecting like hats still and does avatars. It well. Microsoft still does it well with their like, you know, uh, achievements for doing stuff through Game Pass. And then they have rewards that you can do. Like Microsoft still does it kind of well. Yeah, but does anybody care about it? No, not really. Except they okay. do give away like... You know, interesting stuff like they give away sometimes like a couple months to Discord Nitro or, you know, a couple months to Disney Plus or or some shit like that. Like they'll give away good things. They don't do that with. So if not with Xbox points, though, not with Xbox points. No, just for being a Game Pass member. Yeah. So I think that this is this sounds like the equivalent to Xbox points. Or gamer score, or whatever they call it, whatever stupid term they have for it. Yeah, I don't know exactly, but um, I'm not excited for this. I mean, it's free to join, so why why wouldn't you join it? But will I actually actively try to do things? No, because I don't fucking care. <laughs> Nintendo has announced Kirby's Dream Buffet for Nintendo Switch. It will launch later this summer. Roll through a smorgasbord of food-themed stages and four rounds of four-player fun as Kirby, who seems rounder than usual. Race through delicious <laughs> obstacle courses to collect strawberries as Kirby grows, then turn the tides in the final round. A fruity fight atop a floating platform. A fruity fight. There's, <laughs> that's funny. But um, this, uh, is like Kirby Fall Guys, kind of? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. And uh, it's cute. Basically, and it's free to play, I think. Just with a different take. Is it free to play? I think it is. I think Not, so, too. I don't know, actually. I don't know, actually, if it's free to play. Because I did see that it was going to be in stores. Like, you could just get the digital code. So, I don't know that it's free to play. It probably isn't. Uh, but I can't imagine that it'll be super expensive. But have you noticed that Nintendo tends to be leaning into the Kirby IP as their experimental franchise right like which i think works really well it does it does because last year we had that other i think it was free to play on the eShop that like kirby i forget kirby battle bros or whatever it was, yeah, it was called. like it was like a fighting something exactly yeah something but like it's I, I i think there's something metaphorical here too in the fact that kirby can can absorb things and become anything he wants to be, right? This this IP, I think it metaphorically is perfect for that. I mean, he's he's absorbing and and turning into all these different game modes, which I think is really smart and cute for the IP and it's experimental for them, but it ends up being really cool game ideas for us. I I loved Kirby in the Forgotten Land and I think that this looks like fun. I think me and my kids would have a blast playing a game like this. Yeah, I think you guys would too. Kirby and the Forgotten Land is still something that I need to play through. Like I said, Justin it's awesome, has man. it on the Switch. Yeah, it's Justin a lot has it, of fun. So I will play through that here sometime this year. Just Kirby's a Dream joy Buffet, to play. I don't think I'll play this, though. I don't think I'll play this one. Yeah. Not for me, I don't think. Prime Matter and developer Arrowiz have announced turn-based mystery RPG Mato Anomalies for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It will launch in Q1 2023 worldwide. 
Meadow Anomalies takes players on a journey across Mato, a, a fantasized, neo-futuristic version of the old Shanghai. Take control of the dual protagonists, Doe and Graham, to investigate strange anomalies around the city or venture into rifts to battle demonic abominations determined to bring about the city's downfall. Team up with unlikely companions and unravel the dark secrets in this story of duty, hope, and justice. This RPG looks kind of cool. It's got a really cool, like you said, that kind of futuristic Shanghai style to it, I think is kind of a neat art style. Um, not a game I'm, I think is probably going to land in my basket anytime soon, but I think it looks cool. I mean, it's an RPG and it's turn-based, so it's something that I will absolutely give a chance to. Game Mill Entertainment and developer Bamtang, Bam, Bam, Bamtang. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's let's get a better name here. Game Mill <laughs> Entertainment and developer Bamtang Games have announced Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3 Slime Speedway for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It will release later this fall. Rebuilt and reimagined from the ground up, Nickelodeon Kart Racers returns bigger and better than ever. Featuring a fully voice-acted cast of over 40 iconic characters, drift, slide, and boost your way to the finish line on tracks inspired by legendary Nickelodeon shows like SpongeBob SquarePants, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Avatar The Last Airbender, and more. Um, not a game I'll pick up, probably, especially with, uh, we got Disney Speedsters coming out later this year, right? Disney, <laughs> Disney Roadster Racers, Mickey and the Roadster Racers. <laughs> that, that's a, my kids used to love that show, man. Mickey and the Roadster Racers. Um, <laughs> whatever that Disney Mario Kart game is, I can't think of the name of it, but at any rate, that's coming out and that's going to be free to play. So unless Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3 Slime Speedway is free to play, there's a low chance of me picking this up as I await the next Mario Kart installment, uh, but I probably will play that Disney one. But you bought Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl or whatever. That's not even in the same like category of game. I really like fighting brawler games. I'm just, I just thought you liked. I just, I just assumed you liked Nickelodeon. That's all. No, I'm just I love Nickelodeon. <laughs> huge Hey Arnold fan. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a huge SpongeBob SquarePants fan. I really like SpongeBob SquarePants, but like Hey Arnold, uh, Ninja Turtles, Avatar: The Last Airbender, right up my alley, man. I freaking love those game, uh, those shows and and properties. So I. Uh, I uh, might play this. This might be a game that comes to Game Pass or like PS Plus or something, and I would definitely play I, it in that I, case. I would see that. I would definitely see that, right? Like even All-Star Brawl came to PlayStation Plus eventually, so yeah, All -Star I Plus, assume all, that, yeah. And what did they just put on there? They they re recently got the SpongeBob SquarePants rehydrated bikini yeah, bottom, whatever. Yeah, that's on whatever. there too, yeah. It, or it was on there like a month or two ago, yeah. Yeah, and then we got something else recently, and I can't remember what it is. But at any rate, I could I would play this given one of those options. Right. Unless it ends up releasing and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is better than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, then I'm sure everyone will pick it up. Well, of course, but the chances of that happening are are slim. Correct. To none. And, yeah. and it'll probably also release in October when I'm playing 19 other games. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah, October's getting pretty packed. We'll talk about that in just a second. Ubisoft will host Ubisoft Forward on September 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Sev time. The broadcast will feature updates and news on multiple games and projects from Ubisoft teams around the world. So this is Ubisoft's finally uh, their their you know E3 presentation, right? They started calling their stuff Ubisoft Forward, and they skipped this summer for doing anything big, which makes sense. And we're finally gonna hear from them in September, and I'll react to it because it's on a Saturday. 
I just, you know, Ubisoft, unfortunately, has become one of the developers and publishers that I, there's nothing that they put out that I really enjoy or look forward to. And so it's something that I'll watch and kind of check out. But otherwise, I just, you know, nothing that I'm super anticipating here. It's almost a given that the next mainline Assassin's Creed game will be revealed here. It's almost a given. Yeah. And I probably won't play that one either. You're breaking Viz's heart. I, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. He still has Spumoni on the bottom of his ranking list. And that's unforgettable. Their, rank, their ranking list is uh, ridiculous, dude. It's a mess. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's an absolute mess. <laughs> They've got like sand halfway through the list. Yeah. <laughs> They're ridiculous. So ridiculous. It's it's so hard. You're like, how can, you can't rank everything in the world. It's so hard to do. <laughs> Crapping your pants is like not the bottom. It's just, it's so stupid. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. When's the last time you crapped your pants? I don't know. Yeah, it's number nine. I don't mind shitting in my pants, but let me tell you, Spumoni, no, that's worse than shitting in your pants. No, that's worse than crapping your pants. It's just so absurd. <laughs> it's fun to listen to, It's though. so fun to listen to, man. <laughs> Shout out to the fans are way too noisy. Yeah, go check it out. They need more listens. They need they need support, so go give them uh, go give them support over there. The fans are way too noisy, hosted by Seven Viz, who you have heard on this podcast before. We do have a couple release dates to confirm. Like I said, October is getting crazy, but so is November. Rumbleverse releases on August 11th. Cursed to Golf, which looks so fucking good. That releases on August 18th. Valkyrie Elysium releases on September 29th. Yomawari Lost in the Dark releases on October 25th. The Sega Genesis Mini 2 releases on October 27th. Bayonetta 3, Kyle, finally has a release date. October 28th. This is, okay, (laughs) let me say this real quick. I don't pre-order games. I might pre-order this if there's like a cool little keychain or something. Yeah, Bayonetta 3 looks great. I'm excited to play it. There was a, there was a, a, something I saw like a a quote from a developer. You don't have to take our clothes off to have fun or something like that. (laughs) Oh, because you can, because everybody was concerned from the trailer that she wasn't taking all of her clothes off constantly, which she does in game. And so... They said no. There's an option in the in the game mode that you can set it to like normal bayonetta mode, which is like ridiculous, over the top sexiness, or like Nintendo mode, right? Like, <laughs> I, they called it something funny, like pussy mode or something like that. But it's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, there's no blood, and she's not gonna get naked all the time. So why would you play it then? Why well, would you play it? What's the point? What's the point? Sean's game of the year that he's pre-ordered, Skull and Bones, releases on November eighth. God of War Ragnarok releases on November 9th. Finally, Ragnarok going to give Elden Ring a run for its money as probably one of those two games will win Game of the Year, I'm sure, this year. Company of Heroes 3 releases on November 17th. And Ad Infinitum releases on April 20th of 2023. The Multiverse's open beta is coming on July 26th as well. It is. I did see that too. I did see that. So that'll be that'll be out there as well. Um yeah, I don't know why Sean pre-ordered Skull and Bones, dude. I have no idea why. It's, no idea why. It's Sid Meier's Pirates 2. Sid Meier's Pirates 2. It's the closest he's going to get for now. He's got to put on his eye patch. I don't know why he didn't play Sea of Thieves. Should have just played Sea of Thieves. That's what I'm saying, right? That one, people love that game. I like that game. Yeah, it's okay. Watch Skull and Bones come out and be great, though. It doesn't look great from the gameplay that was great. released. It won't but be. Let's not. 
Kid I will play it through Ubisoft Connect, right? I'll sign up for a month. It's $15. I'll, I'll give it a shot, but that's how I'm going to play this game. I'm not going to shell out the money for it. Yeah, you don't have to. Like that Captain America meme. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> we do have two delays this week as well. A uh, game that I'm super, oh, two games that I'm actually super excited for. Immortality has been delayed until August 30th, so that got kicked about a month, which made me sad. I do like Sam Barlow, and I'm looking forward to that next game. And then Forspoken has been delayed to my birthday, January 24th, 2023. Oh, happy birthday, Brian. Yeah, happy birthday to me. I'll pick up Forspoken for myself because that game looks dope. I'm just hoping that it is good. Like Bossman said, right, the only reason Forspoken was delayed is because they wanted to get the hell out of the fall at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a business decision, not a development decision. Correct. They wanted to get the hell out of the fall once they saw how packed the fall was just to give their game an actual chance to, you know, sell and do well. So, but that is the end of the Sean Waltman lightning round this week. This is Kyle. And one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, the media files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download the media files wherever you download podcasts. And remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. You know what that music means. It is time for the new release roulette. It is back. It's been several weeks since we've done the roulette, and we do have a full list today for the podcast. Six games coming out over the next five days. Let's go ahead and talk about these because I am excited, I think, for every game on this list. <laughs> I I would give myself a uh, like a four out of six or five out of six here. Yeah, I'm excited for pretty much every game on this list. So we've got some fun stuff coming this week. Game number one is coming on Tuesday to PC, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, and it will be playable via Xbox Game Pass. It's already available to be pre-installed. I've already pre-installed it. As have I. As Dusk Falls. An original interactive drama from Interior Night that explores the entangled lives of two families across 30 years. Starting in 1998 with a robbery gone wrong in small-town Arizona, the choices you make have a powerful impact on the characters' lives in this uncompromising story of betrayal, sacrifice, and resilience. Like you said on Thunderdome, this is like a, a Life is Strange type of thing. Right, Life is Strange if it was on, like, CW. Yeah. Which is saying pretty, something. Yeah, pretty much. And it has a very unique art style, right? Like I'm I'm digging that art style. I am. Almost that, like, like comic panels. They're they yeah, don't, comic they're not panels. fully animated. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It looks kinda cool. It looks kinda cool. So again, Game Pass. Although it's a big fucking game, dude. It's like sixty gigs or some shit like no, that. No, it wasn't. Stupid. It was it, it was, was. Like, it was it was fucking huge, dude. It was like twenty. No, it was gigantic. Was it? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I had to clear space to install it. It was a big <laughs> fucking game. It was a big fucking game. So uh, I don't know why, but um, yeah, I will give it a shot. I will play it. Hopefully it's fun. Another game that I'm going to be, uh, as I stumble through my words, another game that I'll be playing this week through the PlayStation Plus premium tier. And I also think it's on the, the extra tier as well, right? That's the only tier you necessarily have to upgrade for to play this game. Coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, and PS4, it is Stray. Lost, alone, and separated from family, a stray cat must untangle an ancient mystery to escape a long-forgotten city. 
Stray is a third-person cat adventure game set amidst the detailed neon-lit alleys of a decaying cyber city and the murky environments of its seedy underbelly. Roam surroundings high and low, defend against unforeseen threats, and solve the mysteries of this unwelcoming place inhabited by curious droids and dangerous creatures. See the world through the eyes of a cat and interact with the environment in playful ways. Be stealthy, nimble, silly, and sometimes as annoying as possible with the strange inhabitants of this mysterious world. Along the way, the cat befriends a small, a small flying drone, known only as B-12. With the help of this newfound companion, the duo must find a way out. This game looks dope. This game, yeah, it looks awesome. There have been some early reports that this game is pretty short in terms Which of Which is fine. I'm playing it free. Yeah, I'm playing it for free. Well, not necessarily for free, but I'm playing it because of PlayStation Plus. So. Right. And and so it is something that I'm going to play. I'm actually really excited for it. I think it looks beautiful. I love the setting. And uh, kitty cats. Yep. You know, Seb's going to be playing through this and wishing, you know, this was his just this was his life. This was him. Of, yeah, he was he wishes he was this cat. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. And you're going to sign up for the extra tier, right? Or something to get access to this? Yeah. When- yeah, I'll go up to the extra tier just to get just to play this because it is prorated and so I'll have to pay like $17 or something like that in order to get it. Which And uh, the extra tier is the one that comes with the like PS5 games as well, correct? Exactly, yes. So so you and I after you upgrade, we have to play through Returnal together. We have to. Do we have to play through Returnal together or do we have to play through game number 4 on our list together? Both. Okay. Both. Both. It's a must. Both. Mm-hmm. Both. Before we get to game number four, game number three coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, it is Hell Pie. An obscene 3D platformer that takes bad taste to the next level. Grab the horns of Nate, the demon of bad taste, as he is given the honorable task of gathering the disgusting ingredients for Satan's infamous birthday pie. <laughs> so funny, man. I don't know. I don't know what Seth's problem is, dude. He's I, I, I don't like these uh, obscene... He's like, it's like, very crass. Gr- gr- crass, gratu- but he's such a crass guy. Dis- it's so disgusting. There's butt cheeks. Like, you fucking prude. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, Saints Row, number two. Saints Row, number two on the Thunderdome. Give me them big black dildos, man. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Freaking Puritan. But you don't have to use those weapons. No, but they're in the game. Yeah. It's it's so goofy. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned game number four. You and I will be absolutely playing through this together because it's only ten fucking dollars. Coming on Thursday to PC, it's Kingdom Gun. Kingdom Gun is a roguelite shooter with elements from RPGs and action platformers. You are sent by the kingdom to explore and conquer a recently discovered continent. Your reason for exploring the continent depends on the character you choose. Loot, glory, conquest, vengeance, or just for fun. Every run is different. Permanent death and item randomization. Every run allows for endless progressions, and you can play online with friends or solo. Yeah, I um, I did kickstart this back when we talked about it on Kickstart My Heart a long time ago, um, and I'm excited it's finally coming. Kind of looks like a a metal slug side scroller bullet hell shoot 'em up. Boom, boom, boom. I'm all in on this game, man. I think this looks like a blast. I think it's going to be a ton of fun to play together. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a blast. I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, it comes out on Thursday, so hopefully you and I can actually sit down and play it before the next podcast and we can talk about it. That'd be fun. Yeah, man. That'd be a lot of fun. Game number five coming out Thursday to PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. It is River City Saga Three Kingdoms. Kunio, the beloved hot-blooded renegade, is back to wreck havoc in the world of the Three Kingdoms. The characters take on the roles of famous generals for a game packed with wild action. 
The story covers all the way from the Yellow Turban Rebellion to the Battle of Red Cliffs through six dense chapters. This is a great chance to learn the basics of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Get ready for a whole new and exciting Three Kingdoms experience with Kunio as the lead. I'm excited for this. I really am. I like River City Saga. I like the uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms saga. A combination of the two I'm in for. Yeah, this is uh, this is something I thought was going to be a lot higher on your Thunderdome list, actually. It was in the 20s or low or upper I thought teens this would be in the top 10 for you. Yeah, no, I, I will play this and I will pick this up. This is definitely going to be something that I absolutely play. Um, like I said, it, and it's got like that beat em up style that River City Saga always has. So it should be a lot of fun. I know Sev will absolutely get this on day one and uh, he had it super high on his list. It was like in the top five, I think. So should be fun. Should be fun. And then our last game this week, game number six, coming on Friday to Nintendo Switch. It is Live Alive. That's how we decided we were pronouncing that, right? Live Alive. Yes, live Alive. Discover a series of interwoven tales stretching throughout time and the truth behind their shared history. You can explore any of these seven stories right from the start. Which will you choose first? This storied RPG directed by Takashi Takeda, known for his work on Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy IV, has been revitalized in the stunning HD 2D visual style and is being released outside of Japan for the first time. Each story features rearranged versions of the original music written by Kingdom Hearts series and Final Fantasy XV composer Yoko Shimomura. This should be dope, dude. This is a day one purchase for me. I think that this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm not convinced it's going to be like game of the year RPG. Everybody thinks it is. But I think I love like I said, I love the asymmetrical storytelling of this. The the uh, jumping back and forth through time and the different tales. I, I think it looks really, really cool. I love the 2D HD. This is going to be awesome. Yep, I agree. I agree. I think it looks good. Uh, okay. Scoring the highest this week in terms of guesses. Scoring the highest. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Scoring the highest. I'm going to go with mm, As Dusk Falls. Oh, man. I think that one might be the lowest. I'm going to go with highest on that one. Oh, I got that one at lowest. I think think, uh, highest for me is River City Saga Three Kingdoms. That's also a possibility. I think the lowest will probably be Hell Pie. I think the lowest will either be As Dusk Falls or Hell Pie. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. My pick of the week this week is Stray. I think I got Kingdom Gun, but Stray's a close second. Good shit. Good shit. Like I said, there's, there's a good chance. Not necessarily this week. But eventually, there is a good chance I play all six of these games. Oh, for sure. I I definitely could see myself doing the same. Yeah, absolutely. So, good new release roulette this week. Jam-packed. Jam-packed. Starting next month in September and October, it's going to be jam-fucking-packed the rest of this year, probably. So, we'll see what happens. But let's talk some movies, Kyle. Let's talk some movies. And specifically... Let's talk a little Chris Pratt. Let's talk some Chris Pratt, because Uh, that's what I'm most excited about, about this endeavor that Nintendo is going on here. Hey, speaking of Chris Pratt, if if you want to hear me talk about Chris Pratt a little bit more, tune into the episode of The Media Files that will have been posted already, assuming that this one posts, you know, around normal time. Uh, As we talk about Thor Love and Thunder with Sean, I'll be talking a little Chris Pratt during that episode and my utter disdain for that human but um, oh, do, do the uh, Marvel do the Guardians of the Galaxy show up they do they appear in the movie yeah nice 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 really cool Um, I pulled the story for this so we'll read this and then we'll discuss it 
Nintendo has entered into an agreement to acquire Dynamo Pictures, a Tokyo-based company that plans and produces visual content. The acquisition is expected to close on October 3rd. According to Nintendo, the acquisition of Dynamo Pictures will allow it to strengthen the planning and production structure of visual content in the Nintendo group. Upon closing, Nintendo will change the company name Dynamo Pictures to Nintendo Pictures to focus on the development of visual content utilizing Nintendo intellectual property. So Nintendo is entering officially. Obviously, we have the, you know, Super Mario Bros. animated movie starring Chris Pratt. Right. Coming soon. And that's coming through Illumination, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. But going forward, it sounds like they're just going to do everything in-house, right? Nintendo Pictures. So you brought this to my attention because we were trying to figure out what the hell to do for the main discussion this week. And I was hoping there would be something bigger and, and better to talk about, but there's not. So we're, we are going to have some fun with this. How do you feel on Nintendo Pictures? Honestly, I think I think business decision wise, I think this is really intelligent on Nintendo's part. I think that they make a really accessible product right nintendo games are always the family friendly games um you know the metroids the kirby's the legend of zeldas and the the uh splatoons i mean i mean all of these mario obviously these games are family friendly and anybody can pick them up and play them and you don't have to worry about you know boobs and butts and blood and gore <laughs> and you know heads popping off you don't but have to I worry about those. that with, but that's I, what i want well buy boobs, bayonetta boobs 3 this year boobs and butts and gore <laughs> yeah that's bayonetta 3 that's what that's the that's the genre now that's the tagline boobs butts and gore boobs butts and blood my three favorite things. And so it's, you know, I think that this is an intelligent move. And Nintendo is also a company that I always think has done a a good job with minimal storytelling devices, right? The, the gameplay has always been the focus of Nintendo games. They're not worried about these big elaborate timelines or stories and continuity between games. Their entire purpose of making video games is to make a fun experience for people to play. Where does Kirby and the Forgotten Land fit in between Kirby's Dreamland 1 and 3, right? I mean, and nobody cares and nobody matters and it doesn't matter because what why would you care about that? All they care about is making something fun and I could see this being kind of that push into bringing their properties into a wider audience, right? I think that most people know who Kirby is. But with the success of Kirby's Dreamland and and now, you know, Kirby Fall Guys or whatever it's called coming out this year. Kirby delicious, Dream Buffet. Kirby's Delicious Last Kirby, Course. Kirby's Delicious Last Course. <laughs> it's, it's, I, you know, I think that there's a lot of possibilities that they could do. And I also think that they have a really good ability to to take characters and and properties and reimagine them in different ways also. And I'm talking specifically about Kirby's Epic Yarn or Yoshi's Woolly Woolly World or Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, right? You're taking all of these properties that have had traditionally pretty distinct styles and kind of turning it on on their head and, and giving it something different. And so not only do I think that we have the possibility of, like we talked about, that Super Mario Bros. movie that's coming from Illumination, full CG, lots of voice acting, but I think we also get the possibility of, like, maybe some cool stop motion stuff, right? Or maybe some really good, like, actual... 2D cel-shaded animated graphics on screen, which is something that we don't get anymore from animated movies. So this is this is something I think if Nintendo's going to innovate, 
in this space, I think they have a lot of room to do it, a lot of experience with doing that also. I think that this could lead to hopefully, right, like Nintendo exploring more of their IPs, maybe even some obscure ones in in not necessarily animated movies, but actual like real movies too. Like, you know what I mean? Like we might actually be able to see, because a lot of people were expecting Netflix to eventually release a Legend of Zelda show. Remember that back in the day? How many people were expecting that to actually happen? This could be where we finally get something like that. But Nintendo could also finally maybe do something with the Metroid franchise in terms of a full-fledged movie or, um, you know, all these different iconic characters like you were talking about that they have. It is probably a good business decision, like you said. I I think it's probably better for them to handle stuff in-house because Nintendo does have a very specific way of trying to do things and, you know, the, the Nintendo way, so to speak. Um, they, they like to do things on their own and, and go by the beat of their own drum. I mean, look how their consoles are always behind Sony and Microsoft in terms of graphical capabilities and just different. Uh, what's the word that I'm trying to think of there? Like, I don't know, the architecture and the not an accessibility. I don't know why I keep trying to say accessibility because that's it's, not the right word I want to use. Have, but they have different priorities than other companies do. Yes. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. And and my hope is that they just um, acquire Chris Pratt, so to speak. Like acquire he becomes him. a Nintendo, he he becomes a Nintendo employee, and it's it's Chris Pratt as every Nintendo character. So it's you know we're getting him as Mario in the springtime, but I want to see him as Link when the okay, Zelda thing comes Brian. out, oh, and I want to I want to see him as Ness when the Earthbound movie comes out. See, this is and I the, I want to see him as I want to see him. In a Yoshi costume you when t- the Yoshi movie comes out. <laughs> Live action Yoshi movie. I, you know, when I say that Thunderdome is an inside job and you're like, no, I swear it wasn't. And then you goat me into into talking about Chris <laughs> Pratt being every single character on the Max Level podcast. I'm like, you know what? Thunderdome was an inside job. This guy's been freaking lying to me my entire life. This is, you know what, it, it's, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I don't hate Chris Pratt. I just think he's boring. He's so wait until boring. He's, wait, wait until you see him as Yoshi. You will change your mind. I will change. When I see him devouring food as Kirby, when he puts on a wig and plays Samus, oh my gosh. Dude, it's going to be great. Imagine him as Luigi in a in a, in a remake of the Haunted Mansion movie. He plays Mario <laughs> and Luigi? In a Mario and Luigi movie. It's, bo- it's two Chris Pratt's at the same time. Oh my gosh. Chris Pratt as Donkey Kong. It's like the Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> He's every character. <laughs> Chris Pratt as the as the Avatar from Animal Crossing. Oh my gosh! That's just we could do without Chris Pratt. Maybe Chris Pratt as a as a as a squid from Splatoon in the hottest movie to release in 2024. They're inklings, not They're squids. Inklings. Whatever. <laughs> Is there a specific Nintendo property that you would really enjoy seeing made into, if not a TV show, then like a, a full feature length film? Star Fox. Whoa. That, you know what? That's something I hadn't even considered. And I think that that would actually work really well. Yeah, I do too. Star Fox, I think, would be amazing. How do you want, what do you want the graphical style of that to look like? Like, whole, like ultra hyper CG, or do you want them to go a little more cartoony with it? I think I would prefer ultra hyper like CG. 
I want like a I want a I want a Star Wars Star Fox experience. If you do that though, if you go the ultra hyper CG route, you run the risk of getting like that crackhead CG fox. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know so, that like meme? Sonic, like yeah. Sanic. Yeah, like ugly Sanic. Have you watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers yet? No, dude, you have got to watch that. That movie was I will. that movie was stupidly entertaining. And I will stars Ugly Sonic. Nice. And they call him Ugly Sonic. Nice. Dude, it's so funny. What if Chris Pratt puts on a, a helmet and is Captain Olimar from Pikmin? Okay, you know what? I think I think there is something there. <laughs> I think you might be onto something there. Have Chris Pratt play Olimar. Wow. Yeah. You know what? It's just but even even as goofy as this discussion has been, the amount of properties that Nintendo has access to and the different stories that they could tell, there are sci-fi stories and fantasy stories and and F-Zero. I think that you could make a really cool F-Zero movie. Yeah, Chris movie. Pratt could play Captain oh Falcon, Oh my gosh, dude. enough with the Chris Pratt. <laughs> Captain Falcon. Enough with the he's Chris already, Pratt. He's already Star-Lord. Why can't he be Captain Falcon? I want I want The Rock to be Captain Falcon. <laughs> The Rock needs to play. Who can The Rock play? We, hang on. Captain Falcon, and I want to hear him yell Falcon Punch. <laughs> I want to hear him yell, show me your moves. Show me your moves. <laughs> no, there's got to be a better one for uh, for for Dwayne Johnson, but I don't know what it is. I don't Olimar. know what it is. It may be Olimar. I don't know. I don't know. You know another, another franchise that actually bald. might do well? He already is already bald, yeah. Another franchise that might do well in terms of uh, a major motion picture would be Fire Emblem. You know, I... I don't know about a motion picture, but definitely an anime at the very least, right? Definitely an anime. Definitely an anime. But I think there's a lot there and a lot that they could do with the Fire Emblem franchise in terms of a movie as well. An anime movie. Yes, I think that this, would, Fire, this would have to be an anime movie. Yeah, I think Chris that Fire Pratt Emblem is too character. intricately linked to anime as a style that I I wouldn't even want to. Th- I don't even want to think about like a live action Fire Emblem movie. That's just that's dumb. And I don't want to, I don't Chris even want to put that idea, Byleth. delete this from the, delete this when you edit the podcast. I don't want, I don't want any ideas going out to anybody that we need a live action Fire Emblem movie because we don't. No, we need it. If they do it, we need it. It has you know, to happen. People have been talking about for many, many years about a Legend of Zelda movie though. And that's always, that's always kind of been something that I'm not sure I wanted either. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not positive that Legend of Zelda would translate well to a movie because I think that the magic of Legend of Zelda is personal exploration and that journey, right, of becoming a hero. And it's not that we've never gotten a good movie of that, but I don't know that Zelda is the right vehicle to tell that story either in movie form. But I do think that we could get like if they if they signed on Jendi Tartakovsky, who's the guy that did Samurai Jack and Primal. And I think he's got a new show coming out as well. Now that I, a new cartoon just got announced the other day, I'll look later. But at any rate, getting somebody like Jenny, Jendi Tartakovsky, who Samurai Jack and Primal both have such minimal dialogue, but do really good storytelling. I think that he would be perfect for a Legend of Zelda cartoon or or limited series. Coming 2025's holiday season, see Chris Pratt star in the hotly anticipated movie from Nintendo Pictures, Nintendogs. <laughs> Nintendogs. Chris Pratt is the caretaker of the dogs, right? He's the caretaker of the dogs. 
and Kevin Hart's the, one of the dogs. He's one of the dogs. <laughs> it's just perfect. Brian, you should be an executive. You know exactly what the people want. I do. They want Chris Pratt as every Nintendo character ever made, ever made. Yep. We should uh, we should pitch our ideas. I hope they're listening. I hope they hear this. I really hope they're not. <laughs> this is the first time ever that I'm like, I, I hope somebody at Nintendo's not listening to this. <laughs> what's, the, what's the guy that runs the Nintendo Power podcast? Uh, shit. I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, right. I can't think of his name either. No, I can't think of his name. I listen to that podcast too. I I usually listen to it. Sometimes it's just really boring, and I can't. I, you know, I think if I think if people listen to this podcast more, people would be like, "Oh my gosh, this is like the best gaming podcast on the internet." Is there a better gaming podcast than the Max Level Podcast? Probably every other single one that exists. Okay, well, not the Nintendo Power Podcast. That one puts me to. Sometimes I'm like <laughs> listening to it at the gym, and I'm like, "This is just a." Like we're talking about video games, guys, and they're like so boring. But what's the what's the one everybody likes? The giant bombcast or whatever? Giant giant bombcast is really good. Yeah. That's really good. All okay, the well, we're shows, the like, second a lot, best. a lot of the bigger shows are good. We're we're up there. We're up there. Maybe. Probably not. Nobody thinks so. But that's okay. I think that's so. Okay. I do too. And once Nintendo Pictures starts releasing movies and we start talking about Chris Pratt more, the views are just going to come, man. Everyone's going to be listening to us talk about Chris Pratt. No, they're going to be they're going to be listening to the media files as we review each and every one of these. Oh, would you do it? Would you talk about Chris Pratt that much? I would. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. There you go. There. There's Good. my. Okay, Nintendo. I, now I hope they're listening again. I hope they turned off for all those ideas. Now I hope they're <laughs> listening again. If you're listening, I will review every single Chris Pratt project that you put out. That see Nintendo, it, it's going to take Nintendo. This is why they're doing it. Nintendo is going to turn you into a Chris Pratt fan. They're not. <laughs> they won't. They can't. They're going to try. <laughs> Doesn't Alana Pierce have her own podcast? Yeah. Uh. Uh. Two. Is it? Is it two dudes in a broad or hold two something something like that? Hold on, it's hold so, something 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 in a broad. Greg Miller's got the kind of funny games cast. Yeah, Greg Miller's kind of funny. Obviously, there's the Easy Allies podcast. Everybody has a fucking podcast. Everybody's um, got why, one. That's, that's why the podcast scene is so hard to crack into. Luckily, we've been around for about five years, but still, we never actually made super progress like everybody. I mean, we're not big. Names. Yeah, right. We're we're the second best on the on the planet. Play, watch, listen. That's a lot of Pierce's. But she's also got another one about uh, something something in abroad. Oh, I don't know. Play, watch, listen is her Troy Baker and a couple other folks. idiots. Idiots and Abroad Idiots is her other podcast. Okay, okay. Idiots and Abroad, yep, is her other podcast, which is basically just them talking about like traveling around to different places and stuff. Gotcha. It's Rahul, Rahul Kohli, John Smith, Jacob Fullerton, and her. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Nintendo Pictures coming October third. We'll uh, we'll be keeping an eye on what Nintendo decides to do in terms of their franchises and movies, TV, anime, and Chris Pratt, baby. All Chris Pratt all the time. This is going to be a... No, we need... The the Chris Pratt files is what the media files is going to become eventually. Oh, my gosh. That's... <laughs> It's he's just so boring, dude. And Not I've never long. thought that more until I saw Thor: Love and Thunder. I'll talk about it more on Media Files. But man, he's just a a snoo- He's so vanilla. And I loved him when he was on Parks and Rec. And I loved him when they cast him as a Star Lord for the first time. Guardians of the Galaxy one, fantastic. Just went and downhill after that, though. He's you. just boring now. I'm just so bored of him. He's the he's the Jennifer Lawrence of <laughs> of actors and and weren't they in a movie together too? What is I never saw it because I couldn't. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Just boring. Just boring. But again, not boring as uh, all these Nintendo characters. He's gonna do great. I can't wait to see it. 
But you know what that music means, Kyle. Before we get on out of here, you're actually going to be here because we have time to do a little kickstart my heart. And this week, we have a fun game that we actually talked about a while ago. I remember we, I, I'm pretty sure we, we did this in the lightning round several months ago, maybe even longer than that ago. When the game was first announced, I didn't realize this was going to be coming to Kickstarter. Maybe the reason it's coming to Kickstarter is because they're struggling to get it done. And it looks like, uh, you know, they, they're going to need some promotion here to potentially hit their goal. This is a Sentai Sports superhero action adventure game reminiscent of 8-bit gaming of the 1990s. We are talking about Bat Boy. Bat Boy is a side-scrolling action-adventure platformer taking many of its cues from classic 8-bit NES titles while mixing the thrill and excitement of watching Saturday morning Sentai hero shows. Where Am I saying that word right? I think I am. Sentai, yeah. Good. Where teams of altruistic heroes in bold, bright costumes take on extravagantly sinister villains and their army of goons. Feel empowered as sports hero Bat Boy sets out to save the world. Master exciting skills as you take on all manner of porcine fodder, porcine, porcine, one of those two pronunciations, sent your way by Lord Vicious. As Batboy, you will encounter all kinds of enemies and allies, unlikely companions, and sports-obsessed pigsies, along with full-blown multi-phase boss encounters. Expect environmental puzzles, traversal mechanics, power-ups, collectibles, and hidden secrets galore. So I know we've talked, again, I'm, I'm, I'm like 100% positive we've talked about Batboy before. Maybe it was just in Discord. After looking at this, what do you think on Batboy? I think maybe it was just in Discord because we, remember we also talked about that hockey game. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think that that's the only sports-related game that we've talked about recently. But we definitely did bring up Batboy. And I honestly freaking love the look of this game, man. I, me I, too. Me this too. gives me very Shovel Knight vibes, which I yes. am a huge Shovel Knight fan. I'm very inspired by Shovel Knight and Yacht Club Games and everything that they do. I'm huge fans. They are absolutely one of my favorite um, developers in the game, and I think that this is a, a, a pretty serious um, kind of inspired by Shovel Knight. This looks great, man. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this entire presentation. I think this is the most we've seen on Bat Boy since it first you know, was revealed during that trailer that we did talk about, probably just in Discord. Um, this looks like it could be a really cool game, and I am hoping that this Kickstarter project gets funded, and even if it does get funded, I'm hoping they still are able to put this game out, because it is something that I want to play. Interdimensional mage Lord Vicious has brainwashed Batboy's fellow teammates in order to participate in the Trials of Darkness, a heinously brutal series of athletic events. It's up to Batboy to team up with the with one-time villain and mouthy crow Garo traversing all manner of hostile regions to free the minds of his sports hero teammates before they fall victim to the trials. Along the way, Batboy will encounter a plethora of characters, some allies most not, as he fights his way to the final confrontation with the heinous Lord Vicious. So it looks like the world is called Stratos, and it says Stratos is a nexus world of many dimensions, all occupying the same plane. Lord Vicious used his dimensional magics to pull realms together in a jumbled mess of climates and environs. It is these many spaces that Lord Vicious has Batboy's brainwashed teammates take stewardship over. So we have the Grassy Plains, which I initially read as the Gassy Plains at first, but it is Grassy Plains. I like Gassy Plains. Yeah, Gassy Plains would have been a better name. Grassy Plains doesn't necessarily mean lush, but it does look cool. It looks like it's inspired by Roman architecture, right? It looks like it could be in Rome somewhere. 
We have the Frozen Peak, which gives me some strong messenger vibes in terms of the art style there. The Windy Forest, the Groovy House with a potentially a hippo. Oh, it's a pigsy. So those are the, what the pigsies are. Okay. The pigsies. It's run by a it's run by a bulky pigsy known as Boar Man. <laughs> Boar Man. That's which Dan. Which kind of cool. That's Dan. He's the Boar Man. He's boring the boar man. man. Boar man. Boar me man. <laughs> no, he's the damn it man. I'm only, I'm only damn it man Dan. I'm only picking <laughs> on him because he's not here and he won't come back, pissing me off. We're trying to get him to come back. He keeps saying, "Oh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back into it," and then he just, you know, that boy been saying does. that since December. He's like, "All right, well, New Year, New Year. Once the New Year hits, I'm making new content. It's gonna be Dan's crazy eleven, the family Dan band, the Dan man band, Dan man. It's gonna be right back in the game. YouTube videos and Twitch. I'm gonna be making a podcast about sports and dads, and it's gonna be freaking great. And I haven't even heard from him for like four months." He hit me up the other day. He's like, I'm sending you some G Fuel. That was like two weeks ago. I haven't, guess what? Guess who hasn't got their G Fuel yet? Dan! He doesn't drink G Fuel anymore. He drinks Ghost. Dude, Ghost is lit, though. I had one of those on my road trip this past week. That you had I the, was. You had the, the uh, was it the I had the patch red sour one? punch. Yeah. Sour yes. patch, red sour patch, and then I had the blue sour patch on my way home. And uh, I like the red better. I just think it tasted better. But the blue was really good, too. I couldn't find the Warheads one. I'm I'm still on the search. Yeah. I haven't tried Ghost yet, but I will eventually. Dude, it's good. It hits. All of these character models look pretty dope under this Kickstarter campaign. Look at the Pixies, I forgot we were dude. talking about Kickstarter. Look at, this, look at the Pixies. Look at them. They look like Moblins, kind of. They do, yeah. Yeah, they look kind of like Moblins. Uh, oh, and it's there's even like a, a fu- yeah, and, and even look at the fucking the 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 plant, the uh, Rudy kind of looks like a Zelda character as well. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Tootie, Rudy Tootie. Where's Sean when we need him? Rudy Tootie, uh, booty fresh and booty champion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this game looks really cool. A lot of abilities: slash bash, bat spin, grappling ribbon. This looks like a really fun platforming game that I do hope makes it. Um, it says the soundtrack is being done by Damian Maloney, a.k.a. Evader Music. Ooh. Uh, let's take a quick, quick listen here. Okay. Sounds very uh, Shovel Knight. If you listen to the two samples, which I don't hate. I don't hate that at all. Um, like I said, they need some help. They're looking for $25,249 US dollars. They are currently sitting with 26 days to go as a time of reporting. They're sitting at $5,844. So they're not making a big splash on Kickstarter right now. They need some help. In order to get a copy of this game, all it takes is $10. Get you a digital copy on Steam when it comes out. Uh, If you want... Well, they're not giving away... I guess digital game on the consoles would be $29 US dollars. Right, which I'm not hyped about. I think it'll probably be cheaper when it actually drops. And so I'm going to wait. Yeah, kind of like Kingdom Gun, right? I think it was more expensive to pledge to it than it is going to be if you just pick it up on on day of release. I think it was, honestly, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, you're helping them fund the game, so I guess that's understandable. Like, I I can't hate on that. And if they make their goals they have um you know they do have some ambitions for stretch goals already listed such as a music player at 26,000 an alternate skin for batboy at 31,000 and a boss rush mode at 37,000 i do hope this game makes it now they uh this team released a game earlier last year called smelter i am familiar with that i am not i'm just looking it up right now 
Um, I am not a big fan of that game, but I am familiar with it. Okay, okay. How about that? All right, I'm just looking at it. Just looking at it. Very good. 75% on open on Metacritic, so not a terrible game. Yeah. No, not terrible. And they're looking to have this done and out by early next year. So, like I said, this game, I feel like this game is close to done. This Kickstarter campaign probably is just them in the final stretch, right? They're running from third plate, third, third base to home plate, basically. Sure. Yeah. It's a bat game. It's baseball. You know, baseball talk. Running to home plate. Running to home plate. You, you see the aviator sometimes. You go there. I've never been. Oh, never mind then. I drive, baseball, by the, I, I drive by the stadium literally every single day, though. I forgot you hate baseball. It's so stupid. <laughs> but you don't hate Bat Boy. I don't hate Bat Boy. This looks dope. Yeah, go check it out. Kickstarter.com. The name of the game is, again, Bat Boy. But, Kyle, that is going to bring us to the close of the show. You made it through a full episode for the first time in a long time. Close us out. Hit us with the PP. All right, there's a new album. Recently dropped by an artist that I think maybe like hip hop heads are are familiar with, but otherwise you may have never heard of him. His name's Apollo Brown, uh, and he dropped a new album recently called This Must Be The Place. And it is 21 tracks long. It's kind of a long album, each of them kind of in the three minute range. And it's all instrumental hip hop. So you're getting you're getting all of the rap songs without any of the rap behind them, just hip hop beats for 21 full tracks. And this is something that I love. Um, I think it's really easy to drive to. I think it's really great to listen to if you're working out or you're working on your computer, editing podcasts, whatever it is. I think that this is I, I really like the background v- sounds of hip-hop music and i i think that it's just great and i think that omar apollo i'm sorry not omar apollo that's a different artist that had a new album out apollo brown (laughs) i think that apollo brown um is is one of the good beat makers of our generation and and this is just a really really fun listen like i said the album is called this must be the place by apollo brown this episode of the max level podcast has been brought to you by rpgera.com please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of where you're listening. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and Twitch and make sure you're subscribed or following at both places with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for this episode. 